Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A is a truly iconic brand with over 20 years of heritage, innovation, and partnership. It is the only aesthetic neurotoxin that is FDA-approved for the temporary improvement in the appearance of three areas, moderate to severe forehead lines, lateral canthal lines, and glabellar lines in adults. Botox Cosmetic is also a prescription treatment. All patients must be assessed by a licensed specialist to determine if Botox Cosmetic is right for them. This podcast dives deeper into the Botox Cosmetic patient opportunity with tips and considerations to encourage existing patients to return to the practice to get reassessed for Botox Cosmetic treatment and learn about other aesthetic options. Dr. Corey Moss, a board-certified facial plastic surgeon and founder of the Moss Clinic in San Francisco, was one of the first injectors to use Botox Cosmetic in his practice. He will be speaking with our esteemed panel of aesthetics leaders as they share their personal experiences about why they choose Botox Cosmetic for their practices and their patients. Important safety information, including boxed warning. Warning, distant spread of toxin effect. Post-marketing reports indicate that the effects of Botox Cosmetic and all botulinum toxin products may spread from the area of injection to produce symptoms consistent with botulinum toxin effects. These may include asthenia, generalized muscle weakness, diplopia, ptosis, dysphagia, dysphonia, dysarthria, urinary incontinence, and breathing difficulties. These symptoms have been reported hours to weeks after injection. Swallowing and breathing difficulties can be life-threatening, and there have been reports of death. The risk of symptoms is probably greatest in children treated for spasticity but symptoms can also occur in adults treated for spasticity and other conditions, particularly in those patients who have an underlying condition that would predispose them to these symptoms. In unapproved uses and approved indications, cases of spread of effect have been reported at doses comparable to those used to treat cervical dystonia and spasticity and at lower doses. Please stay tuned for additional important safety information on Botox Cosmetic. Hello and welcome to the I Choose podcast with Botox Cosmetic. I'm Dr. Corey Moss and I'll be your host. I'm very excited to talk to the wonderful panel we have gathered for this session. All of them are leaders in the aesthetics field as well as trainers and educators for the Allergan Medical Institute. First off, we have Dr. Deborah Sherman, a board certified oculoplastic surgeon from Tennessee. Next, we have Dr. Terrence Keeney, a board-certified dermatologist in Washington, uh, D.C., Virginia area. And finally, we have Shauna Chrisman, a nurse practitioner in Northern California. I want to say thank you to all of you for joining us today. It's certainly my pleasure to be here. Yeah, truly an honor to be with this uh, esteemed group. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you guys all. Now, All of us have been Botox cosmetic injectors for a while, and I'm guessing that all of us have been Botox cosmetic patients ourselves for years. Is that correct? Well, it's been a long time. Let's just say it's been decades, but those decades have been super sweet. Now, I might be aging myself, but it's been 13 years. For me, it's been a solid 11 years, and I haven't missed any appointments for my my Botox cosmetic. So let's explore why providers choose and patients ask for Botox Cosmetic. 
We had a previous I Choose podcast on getting patients into the office and assessed and treated for Botox Cosmetic. But today let's focus on patient retention since Botox Cosmetic treatment should be spaced at least 90 days apart. So how often are your Botox Cosmetic patients coming back for reassessment treatment? One, two, three times a year? We work with our Allergan Aesthetics representative to do a retention analysis every year. Our practices are solely med spas and our specialty is injectables. I find it really helpful to understand our own retention rates to help assess what is working and what we may be able to improve on in our practices. Nashville is booming. A lot of folks are moving to Nashville. So we're seeing new patients every day, which is exciting. And it's really fun to meet new people. But I will say, in my opinion, you won't really ever understand a neurotoxin unless you see that patient back. You photograph, you analyze, you study their photos, and you listen to their concerns so that you can really understand what's going on with this outcome and the process. We always say we want a marriage with a commitment, not a one-night stand. And that's how we achieve desired results. You know, I think we really need to customize the return rate, but in my practice, I would say the vast majority of my patients are coming back every four months, which is three times a year. I do have a cohort of my patients who get Botox Cosmetic every three months or four times a year uh, to continue their treatment journey. And then I do some treatment appropriate patients in their mid to late 20s, and they're getting it every six months or twice a year. But again, most of my patients are coming back three times a year. Do you have any techniques that have worked for your practice to encourage Botox cosmetic patients to return to the practice for reassessment and or treatment? The first thing we do is have our patients try to book their follow-up appointment when they're checking out for their current one. Uh, They're ready, they're excited, they just had treatment and it's easy to get them back onto the schedule. And often your schedule's wide open so there's a lot of availability. If patients can't commit to a date, we like to send gentle reminders often a couple days after their initial treatment or even a week. Uh, We use a scheduling software with specific appointment reminders for Botox Cosmetic. If you don't integrate this technology and just using phones to book patients, you can create a callback list to keep track of them. I would say most of my patients want to come back and get reassessed for treatment. But like anything, people get busy and life catches up with them. So we try to make it as easy as possible for our patients to get back for their Botox Cosmetic treatment. Similarly, I try to book patients in a three to four month interval at their point of checkout as well. And for my patients, I'd say it's a higher percentage just because I've had a closed patient list and they're just very routine and on top of their treatment plan. A new patient that comes in gets an automatic new patient follow-up that's 20 minutes and our normal Botox cosmetic follow-up is 10 minutes. The point of this is to make sure that they are noticing their results and address any follow-up concerns or questions and that they're truly satisfied with their outcome. Fantastic. So we know that Botox Cosmetic is the only aesthetic neurotoxin FDA approved for three areas, moderate to severe forehead lines, lateral canthal lines, and glabellar lines in adults. If you have a patient that comes in for one area, but is a candidate for treatment in more approved areas, how do you broach treating them in all three areas? I think it opens the door for a huge educational opportunity for that patient because a lot of times it's not that they're opposed to getting treatment in the other two areas, it's just that they're not aware that the muscles are interrelated and balance one another, which is why we treat the regions together. 
In conversations with patients, I always discuss that nursery rhyme, the hip bones connected to the knee bone, to the backbone, etc. And when you're doing aesthetics, it doesn't matter what you're doing, everything that you treat has an offset to the area around it. So if you inject Botox cosmetic in one area, say the glabellar area, it may have an effect in another area like the frontalis. That's why I mostly treat those areas together. And that's a conversation that I have with appropriate patients is that Botox cosmetic in multiple approved areas may help them achieve desired results. I try to show patients, but not push them. I talk about what's called perception drift, which is the idea that once the patients see the result in their treated area, they may notice their lines in untreated areas more. It's oftentimes because we didn't treat the, those associated muscles. I discuss that with them ahead of time so they're aware and they're not concerned after the treatment. If they're very adamant about treating one area, that's great. But I would say most of my patients very quickly move on to uh, treating all three approved areas. Treating one area in isolation may lead to undesired results in some patients. That's why we need to educate patients on facial muscle anatomy and how it affects outcomes. I also like to use what I call concept photos, which are before and afters of patients that I've compiled over the years. Concept photos help educate patients on concepts like treatments in multiple approved areas and show what real patients look like with the recommended treatment. It helps new patients see what I recommend and such so they can build trusting relationships with me and hopefully trust my process and go forward with what I recommend. Great, so we discussed how to talk to patients about potentially getting more approved areas treated with Botox Cosmetic, but how do you transition the conversation from Botox Cosmetic to other allergen aesthetic treatments or products? I think that's the importance of the consultation really having enough time to do appropriate consultation that's really dictated by the practitioner and not the patient. And this involves looking top to bottom, not just at lines and wrinkles, and examining the whole face. During that consultation, I first focus on the area that they're most concerned with, their primary concern. If I find that Botox Cosmetic can help them with this concern and they're appropriate for treatment, I'll let them know that they're right for treatment. But then I also talk about all the areas that can potentially be treated based on my expertise uh, because patients are only noticing certain lines in certain areas. It's our job to educate patients about our recommendations, what treatments work best for them, and it often does dovetail into a discussion of dermal fillers. My job is to hear their concern and explore where I can help meet their expectations. And foundational to that is the full face assessment. So if their concern is their 11s between their brows, those moderate to severe frown lines, I'll assess to see if they are appropriate for Botox Cosmetic treatment in that area. But at the same time, I'm still looking at areas where Botox Cosmetic does not treat, like their cheeks, their chin, their jawline, their lips, and their nose, because all of that plays into a balanced orchestra to play beautiful music. And if one instrument is sticking out and taking the lead in an unwieldy, noisy way, you don't have harmony. I recently had a patient who moved to Nashville. We had a consultation, and I introduced the look of three, a Botox cosmetic treatment of three areas, 64 units, three times a year. And yes, we treated her moderate to severe glabellar lines, her crow's feet, and her forehead lines. But it's not just about the areas, it's about how they all work together. 
She was very happy with her results. And the key there is because I was able to nail that result, now I had the foundation of trust with her. Now she believes. And this gives me a bigger platform to stand on when I begin to talk to her about other allergenesthetic opportunities, say like with filler. At this point, she's much more receptive to trying new treatments because she trusts me and what I recommend. My goal with her treatment plan is to provide her with the desired results that still leave her looking like her. Subtle, fewer lines, but her. This trust allows me to guide and navigate her concerns with my background of expertise, knowing what I can do with her anatomy and the allergenesthetic portfolio. I would say that our injectors specifically are trained to give a full face consultation and to give a lot of options for treatment to address patient concerns. Our injectors work with the patient to plan out their treatment regimen moving forward, utilizing a broad spectrum of ancillary services, whether that be fillers, skincare treatments, microneedling, or laser. And so that's all part of the discussion that they leave with, and they leave with a comprehensive plan. So obviously you are an integral part of the Botox cosmetic journey, but you don't do it alone. What role does your staff play in the Botox cosmetic patient experience? Our staff plays a pivotal role in the patient experience. They bring our patients back to the exam room, record the patient's chief concern, and take photos, if needed, prior to my assessment. I would say the more that you can digitize in your office, the easier it makes it for you and your staff. There's a lot of things going on in your office, and follow-ups can be another task that people can forget. We have automatic reminders through our electronic medical record system and scheduling software. This allows our entire office to spend more time interacting with our patients and less time on administrative tasks. We work with a well-educated team. Everyone goes through a really comprehensive onboarding procedure so they can speak about Botox Cosmetic competently and comprehensively. And within my practices, everyone who is appropriate receives complimentary Botox Cosmetic as being part of our team. This helps give them a better understanding of the Botox Cosmetic patient experience so they can share their real experiences and results with our patients. Patient care coordinators don't do a lot of in-office education, but they are trained to help providers answer to patients through phone, emails, or texts. We have a lot of templated answers for common questions, so our messaging is consistent. We also have one person in each office that sends out follow-up texts to all new patients. It's important to keep touch with patients to see how their treatment is progressing and to see if they have any concerns. Every single patient is followed up with. Okay, so what if a patient expresses concern about cost? Price can often be a barrier to patients who are looking to get treated with Botox Cosmetic. How do you address cost or pricing in your practices? Everyone's on a limited budget. Whether they're a soccer mom or a celebrity, people care about cost. In our practice, the patient is charged for that initial cosmetic consult, which is where I show them the areas that I recommend treating, why I recommend it, and what the treatment does. I give them a ballpark range of different quotes based on my recommendation, and the patient chooses their treatment based on what their concerns are and what we discuss. We have a menu of options and our staff shares Botox Cosmetic pricing with them to help them make their decisions. We also charge by treatment area rather than by the unit. 
We're actually just in the process of implementing a membership plan, which will hopefully give patients exposure to complementary treatments in other areas to kind of broaden their horizon if they hadn't already. So for example, if you pay for a membership fee of X that entitles you to one skincare treatment a year or maybe a body contouring series, depending on their level, with the goal of cross exposure to all of the different types of services we offer at our medical spa. So in your experience then, why do patients keep coming back for Botox cosmetic assessment and treatment? Patients come back based on outcomes and experience. Those are the foundational elements of why someone's going to return to your practice. And so focusing on your operations, your workflow, and your education, these elements will help keep patients coming back for Botox cosmetic and all of the other things as well. They like their results. It's as simple as that. Botox Cosmetic provides natural-looking results. Patients may begin to see results within 24 to 48 hours after injection in glabellar lines with full results in 30 days. And it's the only neurotoxin FDA approved for the temporary improvement in the appearance of three areas, moderate to severe forehead lines, lateral canthal lines, and glabellar lines in adults. There's a reason why Botox Cosmetic has that name recognition. I think patients keep coming back because they get great results. Botox Cosmetic works really well at temporarily treating those moderate to severe lines and gives consistent results. So I think it's really an easy, easy sell. Okay, so my last question to you all is, why do you personally choose Botox Cosmetic for your practice? Why would I not choose Botox Cosmetic? Here's why I choose it for my patients and my practice. I have trust and confidence in the product. It's the first treatment of its kind, it's the most widely studied, and it's the most widely used. And in my experience, it performs consistently and predictably, and that's what it comes down to for me. As an oculofacial surgeon, I've been the treating physician for both therapeutic and aesthetic conditions. And there are so many stories about the impact that Botox Cosmetic has had on so many patients. You see, I started studying onobotulinum toxin A before Botox Cosmetic was ever approved as an aesthetic product, which allowed me to understand the intricacies of the product. So by the time Botox Cosmetic was approved for aesthetic use, I had had a long journey with this powerful protein. So I can tell you, that it has definitely been a door opener for my entire aesthetic practice, which has grown to be quite robust over the years. You see, I think of Botox Cosmetic like a true friend for me. Because I've invested time and have gotten to know my friend, I now have a relationship with that product. And also with the people that make it, study it, educate about it, and are part of the Botox Cosmetic family. It has been over a 20-year journey for me with Botox Cosmetic, a journey of trust, amazement, and a deepening of knowledge about this product. After 20 years, I've had firsthand experience in its ability to be precise and predictable, and that's a wonderful thing. Botox Cosmetic was the first treatment I ever had in my late 20s. I've had consistent results treating with it, and I continue to use it on myself, on my patients, and in my practice. I also primarily choose Botox Cosmetic because it's a consistent, quality product 
that patient's request. I've been to Westport Island. I've seen how that product is manufactured. I trust in the science and the data behind Botox Cosmetic. I will also say that Allergan Aesthetics as a company has been a great source of support for my practice right from the get-go with training, resources, and product assistance. And I found that very important that they were supporting my practice when we were small and they didn't treat us any differently from a big account. And I really value that in an industry partner. And so that's why I've always continued to value my relationship with Allergan Aesthetics. That concludes our podcast for today. I'd like to thank Dr. Deborah Sherman, Dr. Terrence Keeney, and Shauna Chrisman for joining us. It's been incredible talking and learning from each of you, and I hope our listeners found it as informative as I did. If you haven't already, please listen to our other I Choose podcast on Botox Cosmetic, Patient Assessment and Treatment, or our podcast with Drs. Dean Carruthers and Sarah Sanga, reflecting on 20 years of Botox Cosmetic. Thank you again for your time, and please stay tuned for additional important safety information on Botox Cosmetic. Important safety information. Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum toxin A, important information. Indications. Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum toxin A, is indicated in adult patients for the temporary improvement in the appearance of moderate to severe glabellar lines associated with corrugator and or procerus muscle activity, moderate to severe lateral canthal lines associated with orbicularis oculi activity, moderate to severe forehead lines associated with frontalis activity. Important safety information, including boxed warning. Warning, distance spread of toxin effect. Post-marketing reports indicate that the effects of Botox Cosmetic and all botulinum toxin products may spread from the area of injection to produce symptoms consistent with botulinum toxin effects. These may include asthenia, generalized muscle weakness, diplopia, ptosis, dysphagia, dysphonia, dysarthria, urinary incontinence, and breathing difficulties. These symptoms have been reported hours to weeks after injection. Swallowing and breathing difficulties can be life-threatening, and there have been reports of death. The risk of symptoms is probably greatest in children treated for spasticity, but symptoms can also occur in adults treated for spasticity and other conditions, particularly in those patients who have an underlying condition that would predispose them to these symptoms. In unapproved uses and approved indications, cases of spread of effect have been reported at doses comparable to those used to treat cervical dystonia and spasticity and at lower doses. Contraindications Botox Cosmetic is contraindicated in the presence of infection at the proposed injection site or sites and in individuals with known hypersensitivity to any botulinum toxin preparation or to any of the components in the formulation. Warnings and Precautions Lack of interchangeability between botulinum toxin products. The potency units of Botox Cosmetic are specific to the preparation and assay method utilized. They are not interchangeable with other preparations of botulinum toxin products, and therefore, units of biological activity of Botox Cosmetic cannot be compared to nor converted into units of any other botulinum toxin products assessed with any other specific assay method. Spread of toxin effect. Please refer to boxed warning for distant spread of toxin effect. 
no definitive serious adverse event reports of distant spread of toxin effect associated with dermatologic use of Botox Cosmetic at the labeled dose of 20 units for glabellar lines, 24 units for lateral cantholines, 40 units for forehead lines with glabellar lines, 44 units for simultaneous treatment of lateral cantholines, glabellar lines, and forehead lines have been reported. Patients or caregivers should be advised to seek immediate medical care if swallowing, speech, or respiratory disorders occur. Serious Adverse Reactions with Unapproved Use Serious adverse reactions, including excessive weakness, dysphagia, and aspiration pneumonia, with some adverse reactions associated with fatal outcomes, have been reported in patients who received Botox injections for unapproved uses. In these cases, the adverse reactions were not necessarily related to distant spread of toxin, but may have resulted from the administration of Botox to the site of injection and or adjacent structures. In several of the cases, patients had pre-existing dysphagia or other significant disabilities. There is insufficient information to identify factors associated with an increased risk for adverse reactions associated with the unapproved uses of Botox. The safety and effectiveness of Botox for unapproved uses have not been established. Hypersensitivity reactions. Serious and or immediate hypersensitivity reactions have been reported. These reactions include anaphylaxis, serum sickness, urticaria, soft tissue edema, and dyspnea. If such reactions occur, further injection of Botox cosmetic should be discontinued and appropriate medical therapy immediately instituted. One fatal case of anaphylaxis has been reported in which lidocaine was used as the diluent, and consequently, the causal agent cannot be reliably determined. Cardiovascular System There have been reports following administration of Botox of adverse events involving the cardiovascular system, including arrhythmia and myocardial infarction, some with fatal outcomes. Some of these patients had risk factors including pre-existing cardiovascular disease, Use caution when administering to patients with pre-existing cardiovascular disease. Increased risk of clinically significant effects with pre-existing neuromuscular disorders. Individuals with peripheral motor neuropathic diseases, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, or neuromuscular junction disorders, for example, myasthenia gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome, should be monitored when given botulitum toxin. Patients with neuromuscular disorders may be at increased risk of clinically significant effects, including generalized muscle weakness, diplopia, ptosis, dysphonia, dysarthria, severe dysphagia, and respiratory compromise from onobotulitum toxin A. See warnings and precautions. Dysphagia and breathing difficulties. Treatment with Botox and other botulitum toxin products can result in swallowing or breathing difficulties. Patients with pre-existing swallowing or breathing difficulties may be more susceptible to these complications. In most cases, this is a consequence of weakening of muscles in the area of injection that are involved in breathing or oropharyngeal muscles that control swallowing or breathing. See boxed warning. Pre-existing conditions at the injection site. Caution should be used when Botox cosmetic treatment is used in the presence of inflammation at the proposed injection site or sites or when excessive weakness or atrophy is present in the target muscle or muscles. Dry eye in patients treated with Botox Cosmetic. 
there have been reports of dry eye associated with Botox cosmetic injection in or near the orbicularis oculi muscle. If symptoms of dry eye, for example, eye irritation, photophobia, or visual changes persist, consider referring patients to an ophthalmologist. Human Albumin and Transmission of Viral Diseases This product contains albumin, a derivative of human blood. Based on effective donor screening and product manufacturing processes, it carries an extremely remote risk for transmission of viral diseases and variant Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, VCJD. There is a theoretical risk for transmission of Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, CJD, but if that risk actually exists, the risk of transmission would also be considered extremely remote. No cases of transmission of viral diseases, CJD, or VCJD have ever been identified for licensed albumin or albumin contained in other licensed products. Adverse Reactions The most frequently reported adverse reactions following injection of Botox Cosmetic for glabellar lines were eyelid ptosis, 3%, facial pain, 1%, facial paresis, 1%, and muscular weakness, 1%. The most frequently reported adverse reaction following injection of Botox Cosmetic for lateral cantholines was eyelid edema, 1%. The most frequently reported adverse reactions following injection of Botox Cosmetic for forehead lines with glabellar lines were headache, 9%, brow ptosis, 2%, and eyelid ptosis, 2%. Drug Interactions Co-administration of Botox cosmetic and aminoglycosides or other agents interfering with neuromuscular transmission, for example, curare-like compounds, should only be performed with caution, as the effect of the toxin may be potentiated. Use of anticholinergic drugs after administration of Botox cosmetic may potentiate systemic anticholinergic effects. The effect of administering different botulinum neurotoxin products at the same time or within several months of each other is unknown. Excessive neuromuscular weakness may be exacerbated by administration of another botulinum toxin prior to the resolution of the effects of a previously administered botulinum toxin. Excessive weakness may also be exaggerated by administration of a muscle relaxant before or after administration of Botox Cosmetic. Use in Specific Populations there are no studies or adequate data from postmarking surveillance on the developmental risk associated with use of Botox Cosmetic in pregnant women. There are no data on the presence of Botox Cosmetic in human or animal milk, the effects on the breastfed child, or the effects on milk production. Please see Botox Cosmetic full prescribing information, including boxed warning, or visit https colon slash slash www.rxabv.com slash pdf slash botox cosmetic underscore pi dot pdf